Welcome to the Divine Service this fifth Sunday in Lent. A few announcements before we begin. We are broadcasting a number of services with live streaming, which will also be available uh, after the service for those who are unable to receive the service when it was live streaming. I will be announcing all of the hymns, the hymn numbers and their titles for the benefit of those who are not here. Also in the bulletin for today, posted online as well, is a complete list of services for Holy Week including those services which will be live streaming. The opening hymn is number 438, stanzas 1 and 2, A Lamb Goes Uncomplaining Forth, hymn 438. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you 
and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for you are the God of my strength. O send out your light and your truth, let them lead me, let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for you are the God of my strength. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people, that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the fifth Sunday in Lent is recorded in Genesis chapter 22. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, 
God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hymn 438, stanzas three and four, a lamb goes uncomplaining forth. The epistle is recorded in the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 9. Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer 
sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant, by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us stand to hear the Holy Gospel. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back, they made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself. But he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore you do not hear, because you are not of God. Then the Jews answered and said to him, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Hymn 430, hymn 430, My Song is Love Unknown, stanzas one through five. Maybe see. Mm -hmm. 
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth Sunday in Lent is entitled in the Latin Eutychus Sunday. It comes from the introit. Vindicate me, O God, and judge my cause before an ungodly nation. The Lord will vindicate his Son when on the last day he rises with all of us from the dead, and we see him face to face. In the Holy Gospel appointed for today from John chapter 8, we see the enmity between the devil and his seed and the woman in her seed. The devil's kingdom is characterized by false words, false doctrine, and unbelief. And the seed of the woman's kingdom is characterized by word that gives life and creates faith. And so Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. In response to this, the Jews said, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead and the prophets, and you say, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? And the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Let's just answer the questions. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Yes. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. He is the God who appeared to Moses at the burning bush and called Moses to be the redeemer of God's people, Israel, from slavery. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Yes. He is the eternal son of the living God. He was sent forth from the Father to die for the salvation of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die. That self-giving, sacrificial love of God. Jesus is both creator of all things in heaven and on earth, and he is redeemer of the world. He is love, the love of God in the flesh, the self-giving, sacrificial love of God. And because of his death upon the cross, whereby he atoned for our sin, he rises from the dead, and his word gives new life and salvation. It forgives sins. It reconciles us to God. It teaches us to love, and it imparts to us a peace under the cross of affliction that no one can fathom. His word enables us to die without fear, to love, to make sacrifices for one another. His word is resurrection from the dead. His word gives hope and takes away the fear of death. His word is everything to us as Christians. If anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. the anger and the accusations that the Jews hurled against Jesus in the gospel for today are like what the church and faithful pastors sometimes endure trying to be faithful in the face of the coronavirus. We hold up Christ's word as the source of life and we are accused of selfishness and self-centeredness when we preach that pestilence is used by God to call us to repentance for sin, to strip us of self-reliance so that we lay hold of Christ alone, we're hated. When we preach that Christ's word and sacraments are more needful for us than the food and drink and clothing for our bodies because they impart to us the very treasures of eternal life, we are scorned for being unloving and insensitive when we preach that holding on to life in this world is not the most important thing and that even the gift of life can become a false god or an idol. We're accused as Jesus was of being demonic. Jesus wasn't demonic. 
No demon can raise the dead. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, give sight to the blind, restore hearing to the deaf. Only Christ can do that. The one who by his death won life. And in those miracles, we see the future resurrection of ourselves from the dead. Now don't misunderstand. Where there is faith in Christ that receives his love and forgiveness and clings to his word, there is the corresponding love for the neighbor and even those, and especially those, who do not know the Lord Jesus. The Catechism faithfully teaches God's love for all humanity. When under the fifth commandment, you shall not murder, we are not to hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. And so out of love for the neighbor, we are doing what we can to support our neighbor in their physical need. Those whose immune systems are depressed, those who are in high-risk categories. Under the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother, we are a call to assist the civil authorities in preventing the spread of the virus and the loss of life. And we are doing those things as we are able. But there are limits to what we can do. But even more important than that, our Lord Jesus teaches us that there are higher callings higher callings than holding on to our life, as he demonstrated when he let go of his life so that we might live. I don't know how many times over the last three decades I have been called to the hospital bedside of those with terrible disease, communicable diseases, those who were on their deathbed. Oh, yes, the precautions were taking gowns, gloves, masks. But finally, in the end, they needed to hear Christ's word of forgiveness and the promise of the resurrection. For us in the church and for ministers of the gospel, the end game is eternal life in Christ. This world, with all of its suffering, this veil of tears, is a workshop of the Holy Spirit where he teaches us to live from the love of God, that we might stand in love in our vocation toward one another. Some callings are higher than hanging on to our lives. During the bubonic plague that struck Wittenberg in August, early August of 1527, which interestingly enough is two years before the publication of Luther's small catechism, The elector of Saxony, who would have been the government official, ordered the university in Wittenberg and its faculty to move to the city of Jena. Luther, Pastor Johannes Bugenhagen, and others did not leave. Unmoved by the elector's orders or by pleas of his friends, Luther and Pastor Bugenhagen remained in Wittenberg to minister to the sick and dying, to those who had no other place to go, to those who were terrified by the fear of death. Now, Wittenberg at this time is not very large, and with the university moving, the population was even less, but in just two short weeks after the outbreak, there were already 18 dead in the town. The mayor's wife died almost in Luther's arms as he was ministering Christ's forgiveness to her. Katie Luther was herself pregnant, but the black cloister, which was the very large residence that they were given by the Augustinian order, became a both spiritual and temporal hospital or infirmary. And so while she is pregnant, she is caring for others. Two other women were sick in his own home, Their son, Hans, could not eat for days. Chaplain George Rohrer's wife, who was pregnant, became sick and lost both her baby and her own life. But through it all, Luther and Katie Luther and Pastor Bugenhagen and other Christians loved. They loved. 
They gave up themselves in the temporal and spiritual care and support of those who were in need. Some callings are higher than holding on to life. So it is in the sacrifices of love where we give of ourselves to others as Jesus gave his life for us that life has its truest meaning under God, its ultimate purpose and fulfillment. We must never forget that as Christians, we believe in him who made the ultimate sacrifice of love for us in his death upon the cross. This is the sum and substance of what gives meaning to our lives as Christians, what drives us on in faithfulness under the cross of affliction. The Apostle Paul said in that famous love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, but now abide or now endures faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. What does it mean? Faith is the trust of the heart that lays hold of Christ, that clings to him as the resurrection and the life, that believes his death is my righteousness, and because he died for my sins, I shall rise from the dead. Hope. Hope is the fruit of faith, the confidence that on the last day we shall rise from the dead never to die again, and that the present sufferings of this life aren't worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Love. The self-giving, sacrificial love of the Father who offered up his Son for poor, miserable, wretched sinners like us, for the whole world. What unfathomable love this is the love that the eternal Son of the Father shared from before time began and moved him to shoulder the full weight of our sin and the condemnation of death to the cross. Faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love, the love of God, because it is what made it all possible. These are not empty words. It is a time like this that we're taught what these words mean. No, the unbelieving Jews in league with Satan who heard but did not hear his word were wrong. Jesus is not a demon. Any more than the church is demonic today. But he was accused of being one. And it happens quite often to the church we're sometimes accused of being what our enemies actually are. But our enemies are not flesh and blood. Satan is our real enemy. Not the world, not the unbeliever, not trembling souls who are afraid. Satan is the enemy. Jesus called Satan the father of lies and a murderer from the beginning. What does it mean? Satan's words bring about death. The kind of death that is not the mere separation of soul and body, but the spiritual death that separates us from God. Satan promises a life, happiness, health, and prosperity that actually does not lead to real life and real fulfillment. It is a lie. What he offers is a death that is far worse than temporary physical death. What Satan offers leads us back into ourselves, to the worship of self, to pride, to arrogance, to fear, to despair, to shame, to hopelessness. What Satan offers leads us to a death that separates us from God forever. But what Christ gives through his word is a life that transcends the life of this world, a life that is greater than mere physical life, even though we shall enjoy that physical life in the resurrection on the last day where we can embrace one another again, 
body to body, without social distancing. A life that is the victory over death and the grave. A life that is eternal. A life that is anchored in the sacrificial love of God in Christ who gave his life so that we might live. This is the life that the prophet Job saw when he was hanging on to life by a thread when all of the temporal pleasures were stripped from him. And he confessed, I know that my Redeemer lives. This is the life that Father Abraham saw through the eyes of faith, the life of Christ, the life that was the culmination of every promise of God in the scriptures for the salvation of mankind, the life of the great I am, the eternal son of the promise of salvation. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. This is the life that saves, that raises the dead, that gives the peace of God, which transcends all human understanding. Abraham rejoiced to see my day, Jesus said. He saw it and was glad. With angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, Abraham saw the cross and the victory of the resurrection in the very words of the gospel proclaimed by the prophets. Because when God speaks, it is as good as done. This is the life that Jesus promised Mary and Martha, with tears streaming down their cheeks at the death of their brother Lazarus. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. That's why we continue to have services. That's why we continue to live stream services. It is why we provide CDs of services to those who are in isolation at home who are unable to come and receive Jesus' word. That's why we will visit the sick and dying and care for the forsaken and the lonely. That's why we encourage you to take up the congregation at prayer with your family. Use this time of being safer at home to being safer in the word of Christ. You may have more time now than you've ever had opportunity before, so use it. Jesus says, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. What does this mean, to keep his word? It means to trust it to receive it, to suck the marrow out of its bones, as it were, to meditate upon it, to learn to believe that this word gives life, which can be learned in no other way but that we hear it, that we receive it, that we recite it, that we sing it. For it speaks of a life that is real, eternal, and that promises the resurrection. Because his word, joins you to him who gave his life for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let us stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For all the baptized, especially Ava D'Amato, Linda Milos, Walt Wilms, Chase and Nora Gallus, Jackie Klug, celebrating baptismal anniversaries this week, that we would be led by the light and truth of God's word to see with Father Abraham the day of our Lord Jesus Christ when he went uncomplaining forth to the cross to suffer and die in our place and to make atonement for all our sins. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the men who have been called and ordained to serve Christ's church in his stead and by his command, especially Father Wolkema and Archbishop Ekong in Nigeria, 
that they would be protected from sickness, blessed with faithfulness, and fortified with courage as they carry out their duties in the midst of this pandemic. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our partner churches around the world with whom we share altar and pulpit fellowship, that they would be kept steadfast in the saving doctrine of the blessed apostles, drawn from the word of God, and that they would be blessed with wisdom and safety in their endeavors to share the saving doctrine with their communities. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of marriage and family, especially as we celebrate with Randy and Pam Kirk their wedding anniversary, let us give thanks to the Lord that the Lord would bless all marriages and families, protect them from harm and evil, draw them together into his word and prayer, give them hearts of love for one another, and provide for all their needs. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who have been placed in authority over us, that they would be protected and granted God's wisdom to serve with integrity and honor as they promote the common welfare of all during this difficult time. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our fellow Christians and our whole world in isolation and illness, that God would end this plague, together with all others who suffer in body and soul, including Jeremy Lafour and his family as Jeremy battles ALS, Infant Mason Perez, along with his mother and father and family as they wait in vigil for a heart transplant. Walter Schmudlock, diagnosed with an inoperable tumor. David Berger, in rehab for a brain injury. And Kurt Scheller, Joan Lundberg. And Diane Canopy's father, Don, in hospice care. That they would know the consolation of their Savior's love, that they would be granted healing and length of days according to his will, that they would know the peace of God and the blessed hope of the resurrection to eternal life under the cross of physical affliction. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who come to the holy hill of the altar today to feast upon the true body and blood of Jesus Christ, the greater priest, that they would approach with reverence and awe and be filled with exceeding joy as they receive the forgiveness of their sins and the strengthening of their faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all the saints who have gone before us and now reside in heavenly bliss, let us give thanks to the Lord that we would be kept in the faith and with them receive the crown of glory as we enter into the life of the world to come when Christ returns on the last day. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hymn 430, My Song is Love Unknown, stanzas 6 and 7. You may be seated.
Let us stand and confess the Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again, and that the serpent who overcame by the tree of the garden might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. At your command, Abraham prepared to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice on the mountain. Yet in mercy you provided a ram as a substitute. We give you thanks that on Calvary you spared not your only son, but send him to offer his life as a ransom for many. As we eat and drink his body and blood, grant us like Abraham our father to trust in your promise now fulfilled in Christ the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, 
have mercy upon us. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace. Amen. Please spread out on both sides of the altar. Christ given for you, the body of 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 Christ given for you. Christ shed for you. The blood of 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 Christ shed for you. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. 
O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Thanks and praise to you, almighty, everlasting God, Heavenly Father, for this your divine tenderness and love, that you have again given us grace to receive the holy body and the precious blood of your only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We humbly beseech you, fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit, that through this sacrament which we have received with the mouths of our bodies, we by faith may evermore retain the treasures of your grace imparted to us in this sacrament. Even the forgiveness of sins, oneness with Christ, and eternal life. Let this, your grace, enable us steadfastly to walk in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ, not doubting that at the last you will give to all who bear the cross for his sake, the crown of everlasting life. Hear us, Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Hymn 431, Not All the Blood of Beasts. Hymn 431. Peace, or wash away the stain. 